Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Kane Gang. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it. I put my heart in this dog. Let's go, man. Let's go. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. You're listening to Kane Gang, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Orange and green, that's Kane Gang. You ready to storm 18? That's Kane Gang. Kane Gang. Welcome everybody again to another episode of the Kane Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. I'm at your boy DC, going strong. Got the dirty bird over there in the 772. Finally got made at home from Gainesville. So bird, man. <laughs> so uh, bird man how, how was your well first of all how was your week so far bro it's been good man it's been good man got to uh got to see my, my boss and you know my job involves some travels so uh you know kind of getting back to a little bit of a, a state of normalcy and spending some time and you know going and uh supporting the field i mean you know we have uh probably about five or six thousand employees out in the field and you know i uh i, I kind of am involved in the national operations uh, of our company. So being able to get in there and get with our frontline people has been awesome. But, you know, the last two work trips I've been on have, have been to Gainesville, man. And, you know, I woke up this morning, man, and, you know, I actually had a really nice hotel in Gainesville. I was at the AC by Marriott right there. Was that and, uh, two, is, that, is that like the two-star one that they have? The best no, one? no. Look, bro, it's actually, <laughs> it was actually a beautiful property, man. You know, <laughs> believe it or believe it or not. But, you know, where they, I, I checked in last night and it was dark and I woke up this morning you know, and I always when I go to sleep, I'll open the windows because I like, you know, waking up to this, you know, the sunrise right. and all or, you right. know, the sun and everything. And bro, and I swear to God, I looked out and I saw the Gator Stadium and I oh. said, you got to be kidding me, bro. It happens, man. You know, not, <laughs> not, a, not a worse, not a worse sight to wake up to. Well, yeah. you know, things could be worse. You know, I mean, again, you could be in trailer Hassey. You Oof. know, there's there's really nothing to do up there. But, you know, how was uh, how was Mother's Day? You know, obviously we celebrated Mother's Day Great, uh, last week. So, you know, again. Shout out to all the moms out there that's listening to the Kang Gang Radio Show. Um, you know, we uh, we decided just to do a little trip back up to Orlando, and, yep. and it's funny, like you know, obviously you and I are we're big Disney people, right? And, <laughs> like this is going to be completely off kilter and off topic here on the Kang Gang Show, but you know, we do talk about some other things other than Kane's football, and 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 we'll get into a little bit of that right now. All the guys are on break; they end up coming back next week. You know, they start doing conditioning and lifting and things like that, but since since they're on a downtime and they're on a break, and we can take a break from uh, from Kane's football for a little bit. We can get into Kane's baseball big series this week against Georgia Tech. But you know, so yeah. you know, going back to the Disney Orlando, you know, area things like that. You know, Bert, I wanted to talk to you. So, if you had to rate the park, so again, we have we have Magic Kingdom, we have Animal Kingdom, you have Epcot, you have Hollywood Studios, you have Universal, you have Isles of Adventure, you have Sea World, you know, you have Aquatica. You know, all that stuff that surrounds the Central Florida area. If you were to rate those parks in mm-hmm. order from top to bottom, not not your family, you know, not Kelly, not Aaron, the bird, how would, <laughs> how would you rate? And we'll get into some other topics, but how would you rate the parks from one to however many, eight Ooh. or whatever? Uh, man, that's that's kind of a tough one, man. You know, look, I like going up there and spending spending time with the family and whatnot, right? So, uh, I got to say, the best ones in me, I probably say Islands of Adventure, man. I'm a roller coaster uh, junkie, man. So, you know, I love uh, I love some of the the roller coasters that they have there. Um, I'd probably say, yeah, Islands of Adventure first, 
And then uh, then I'll probably walk with Disney, Disney World, with the Magic Kingdom for the, uh, you know, for the classic piece of it and whatnot. Uh, I do like Epcot when they do the, uh, you know, the food and wine. I know you'll, that'll probably be at the bottom of yours. Oh, but, 100%. Uh, yeah, food and wine, you know, the countries <laughs> and all that, bro. So, yeah, so I, I like Epcot, man. I think it's, uh, you know, it's good. It's navigatable. It doesn't have, you know, crazy lines all the time because, look, I'm not a ride person, man. <laughs> you know, excuse me, I'm not a line person, man. I, I can't stand having to wait no, in lines you. and whatnot, you know. But, uh, yeah, so, so that's one, two, three is Epcot. Uh, probably say four is the Animal Kingdom, five is Hollywood Studios, just because I think that place is small and and, and whatnot. You know, it doesn't feel like there's a ton in there. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> no all shade, hot, man. It's no shade hot. though, but like that yeah. that part there has no shade. So, yeah. so that's five. Probably what else? Classic Universal after that. Um, yeah, see, you know, I probably could put Sea World in the middle. I, I forgot to I forgot to throw Sea World in there, but yeah, Sea World's Sea World's good, man. It's a nice one to go spend a day at. So I'll probably say there four or so. All right. What about you? So, again, I, I'm a I'm a straight Disney junkie, right? So, you know, from Rip, I'm just hitting Magic Kingdom number one. And, and again, it's you know, it's it's one of those parks where shout out, shout out, shout out to the you that raised you one time for for Aaron over there. I see you. Here we are on the yeah. show. So you know, obviously pop we, in. We, we record on camera, man. And That's she right. Knows, she knows I'm on with Co. And she's like, "Oh, wait a minute!" She had to pop up. <laughs> And she's wearing her the You Raise Me shirt. So I'm like, she yeah. Need, I, I, well, listen, you need to tell her she needs to get that tatted on her. Yeah, I don't know, bro. <laughs> she's 11 years old, man. She's got to get no tattoos. L- listen, start them early. <laughs> After oh, man, you the raise look, them. <laughs> the look she's giving me right now is like, shoot, I already know what I want. <laughs> look, so oh, you, you no. get it right there, baby. Come on, baby. You already know. Um, so so yeah, I would go, I would go just traditional Magic Kingdom from Rip. I mean. There's, believe it or not, there's just so much to do at the Magic Kingdom. But there's so many things that I don't do at the Magic Kingdom. You know, when you finally get into the park, you know, whether or not you take, you know, the ferry or you take the monorail um, and you finally get over to the park. And then once you get in the park, you know, you literally just bypass, you know, like, you know, Tony's, you know, City Hall, you know, the Emporium. You kind of just bypass it, go right down Main Street, get to the castle. Like, I'm usually making a left. I'm going to Frontierland. Make a ride go Pirates, bro. bro. I mean, listen, to me, it's all about the, the tiki 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 tiki. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's probably my worst ever thing to go do is go to the tiki room, the enchanted tiki room. So Magic Kingdom to me would be number one. Um Animal Kingdom to me would be number two. Like I'm a big roller coaster guy, but I just like like lately the last few years, like I haven't been able to like sustain myself riding these yeah. roller coasters. So I just I choose. I pick and get, choose on which old, one, man. Bro, I don't know what it is, uh, man. I, maybe I can take some Jamamine or something before I even you, go you're into young the park. Hard, though. You're young <laughs> yeah. and hard, though, man. Um, so I'm gonna go Magic Kingdom one, Animal Kingdom two, and now and here's a funny thing. So we just ended up getting annual passes for Sea World two weeks ago. Um, we went up there the first of May. Then we went back up for Mother's Day. I really, really enjoyed, you know, Sea World. I was really impressed. Uh, the rides were good. Uh, yeah. Grayson's at that age. And what I do like what they do is if you're a certain height, um, once you meet that height, they'll give you a band, um, kind of like a wristband. So, so no matter what ride is a certain, a certain height, now Grayson doesn't have to get checked anymore. Like literally yeah. you see the band on him, we go on. So he was able to hit journey to Atlantis. He was able to hit the infinity falls, like the river rapid type thing. Um, you know, just being able to walk it's more low key. Um, they didn't really press the mask issue per se. Um, it was just, it was definitely low key. So I kind of like SeaWorld maybe at number three now. 
Um, I've been to Aquatica. Oh, I forgot to even mention Volcano Bay, which I haven't been to Volcano Bay yet. Yeah. Um, you know, then I'll hit I'll hit IOA, I'll hit Universal. Um, probably Hollywood Studios would be number seven for me. But then yeah, Epcot is coming in dead last, bro. I just, no, it's crazy. I listen. I, so there are things to do at Epcot. The problem is, is just for me, there's just not a lot to do at Epcot. Like you can go to Starship, you know, Spaceship Earth, right? Okay, yeah, it's cool when you first yeah. walk in. It's but how many times can you do that, right? It's, it's Find, quick on and like look, yeah. I play on my phone the whole time, but it's right. nice to it's nice to it's nice to go for the the long ride that it is, man. You so know? I I will I'm gonna name a couple of rides because I'll agree with you there. Um, you know, you got Finding Nemo, you have Soren, you know, um, Test Track is probably you know the best ride there. Other yeah. than that, walking around the countries and stuff like that, like I do like Mexico. I do like getting burritos and tacos from Mexico. Look, look, the Italian restaurant in Italy that they have in the back that they do the pizzas in. Yeah, yeah, fire, dude, absolutely so fire. So with Mexico though, one of the most underrated rides is the Three oh. Caballeros. Heck yeah, like, bro! You know, so there there, there are things it's to cool do. Version, it's, not, it's the cool version of a small world, bro. Oh, you already know, man, right? So it's definitely uh, it's definitely intriguing. Definitely, small yeah. world's too creepy, bro. The, girl, the girls love it, and I'm just like, nah, like it's it's a pass for me. Y'all go on there, and I'll so, I'll so let me tell you what we again. do. So th- when we go to Magic Kingdom, like say it's midday, it's blazing out there. I like to go to two spots. I like to go to the Hall of Presidents. And I, I like to go to the Carousel of Progress. And you know why I go there, Bird? Yeah, bro, because there's never a wait. <laughs> Not only that, I go there to sleep. I literally, it's, it's, it's full-fledged. to get in there and sleep? Listen, 50 degrees, 60 degrees inside, you know, those rooms. Listen, Carousel of Progress, bro, that is a great place to nap, man. You go, oh, bro, you take sure. a, it's a cat nap, man. You just go in there, you sleep real quick, you get back up, and you're ready to go. <laughs> But Disney's great, man. Disney's great. SeaWorld's great. Universal's great. Um, you know, when when you think about those areas, it's just they're finally getting back. They just reduced, you know, they took away all the temperature. The temperature checks aren't there anymore. And they were there last week. So when we went up the beginning of May, uh, we had to go through temperature checks and everything going to SeaWorld. So on Sunday, we went back. It was literally straight into the park. No temperature wow. checks, nothing like that. So you, you start to see some sense of normalcy. You start to see things coming back a little bit, you know. And that's what I'm hoping for as as things get, you know, calmer, as more people get vaccinated with this COVID situation, you know, you start seeing more things getting reopened. You know, you look over in different states and you look at, you know, the capacities. Like, have you seen some of these baseball games? Like, literally, oh, full, full-blown oh. capacity, no masks, things like that. So, you know, what, what's, your, what's your take on that? What's your take I on the full capacity I- right now? I think we got to continue to be respectful of COVID, Mm. but not fearful of it. Right. So by respectful, you know, look, if you're in a, if you're in a tight area, you know, wear your mask, don't stand on top of people. Right. Everybody, you know, once, you know, our society is in general is just filled with some of the stupidest people on the face of the earth, man, you know, and that's, that's where the problems and all this stuff's coming from. Like, like the whole gas shortage that they're, that they're doing now, that pipeline doesn't even impact us. And you got people filling plastic bags, of gasoline in the station and putting them in the trunk of their car, right? It's like, what are you thinking, man? Because and the media, he, because the media yeah. is telling you to. But then even even worse than it, right? You have that people doing that, that person doing that, but then you have the person holding their cell phone recording it, not even helping the person. Oh, bro. You know what I mean? Like, look, if I see that, I'm gonna be like, dude, like you got to be kidding me. I'm gonna go up to her and be like, 
him or her and you know say look you you can't do that right like you cannot put a a, a bag of gasoline in your vehicle that's going to leak down and you know there's electricity running through back to the you know back you know back to the lights in the car little you know, spark that's all you need yeah all you, i mean dude you're an electrician bro i'm not i'm not telling you anything you don't know it all, all electrician it what are you spark. talking about bro i am a journalist I'm here <laughs> representing the Kang Gang radio bro, the, show on SiriusXM. You're the jack of all trades and super oh, fan to boot. <laughs> bro, you know, it's great, man. You know, you, you one thing that I haven't been doing lately is kind of like just stalking social media. Let me oh, let yeah. me let me talk to you about that for a little bit, right? So I think everybody can get caught up in the whole social media. Like I, I want to call social media a pandemic as well. Does that make sense? Can we say that social oh, it media is. It is a pandemic, right? Absolutely. So, I think there's a it's it's good for certain things, and then it's clearly bad for other things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the more and more I think about it, it's when I first got on Facebook. I think back in 2000, I didn't even have a MySpace. Let me put it that way, right? I don't know if you had MySpace. Oh, bro, I had the then. space, man. Come on, you had, man. You had MySpace, right? Yeah, I had the space, bro. Come on now. You already know, bro. I had the had the profile decked out, man. I had the uh, Z Cavaricis, Giorgio Robertini. Yeah, I had the music <laughs> playing when you walk on there. You know, I didn't. I didn't even know what music it was, man. It's probably probably some Nelly or something. I don't even know, man. I don't remember. <laughs> man, don't don't mind me either. If you hear me crunching, man, I'm chilling on some microwave popcorn because I'm starving <laughs> right now. So, you know, I got in. I got on Facebook back in 2005, and I got on it because. It was a way for my family members who live in Pennsylvania and New York and, you know, kind of being able to see my kids and, you know, I can see my nephews and my nieces and my siblings. And I thought that was a pretty cool thing to be able to instantly see something from them, rather whether they post a picture or they post a, a status update. Yeah. But man, today in 2021, man, it's just, and this is, and, and I'm prefacing social media because it's going to lead into my next topic. And this is how we view some of our potential PSAs or even student current student athletes. We put so much hype on all these kids based on seven on seven and social media because social media is telling us that these kids are ranked this high. Social media is telling us that this kid is the next Jerry Rice, the next Sean Taylor, you know, the next Dan Marino, whatever the case may be. And we buy into that hype based off of what we see on social media. And it, it kind of gets to me that we allow ourselves to be, you know, transcending into that direction instead of taking a step back. And, and then the problem is we get upset when these kids don't pan out that way, right? Like, like here we yeah. we have all these expectations. And next thing you know, they don't pan out. Well, I want to ask you this. I want to ask you this, bro. All right, all right. There's been a numerous five-star recruits come to the University of Miami over the last 20 years. Nope. How many have panned out? Oh, man. So what do you describe? Maybe five five-star recruits. Just what, do you, five. what do you define as, as panning out, though? Who had a successful college career? I'm not even talking about college. Doesn't even matter if you get it to the pros, right? Correct. So to to define that, I mean, you'd you'd have to basically meet that five star hype. Correct. So so help keep me honest on most of these here. Okay. I think I can name most. Ryan Moore, right? Garbage. Underperformed, right? 
I'll give him a C. Yeah, C. Right. Yeah, good dude, but you know, just you know, obviously didn't didn't pan out. Uh, let's see. You got uh, Sancho Henderson, right? Under, right? I mean, he went on to play in the pros, right? Still in the pros. Still yeah. in the pros. <laughs> you got Noodles, Mark Pope, right? I mean, I think we'll we'll all agree he's underperforming right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willie Williams, right? Underperformed. Yep. Uh, gosh, who else, man? See, I'm on, I'm on the spot with these. You like to do my my. Who, 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 give me a couple more names. Kyle Wright. Oh, Kyle Wright. Yeah, underperform man for sure. He was the he was the he was the the savior, <laughs> and I mean you know everybody couldn't wait to get him on the field, and then he got on the field, and then we couldn't wait to get him off the field, right? But then then Kirby Freeman would come in and and get a one completion, <laughs> one completion in a game for us. So against against who? Do you know? Do you know? NC State. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, that was a rough. That was a rough one right there, man. I was yeah, sitting was in the OB a, doing that. Oh, um, all right, I'll give you another one. You ready? This, yeah. This this guy panned out. Okay. DJ Williams. Oh yeah, DJ for sure. Dude. Let's do oh, this yeah. before before we get into any more. Let's go to a quick break. When we come back, yep. let's talk about a five star recruits. Okay. Let's all right, take it. take us a break, Bird. All right. Well, you're listening to the Kane Gang Radio Show on Harry Sirius XM Slam Radio Channel 145. We'll be back in uh, just a few minutes after we pay some bills. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lowen. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Every What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Manuela Pola too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't, you I don't call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Manuela Pola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Manuela Pola? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Manuela Pola? Tunga Vailoa. Tua Manuela Pola? Tunga Vailoa. Tua Manuela Pola? Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. 
Hola mi gente, ¿qué tal? Les saluda la diva, la potra, la caballota, la reina y mi queen. Un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, everybody, we're back. We're talking five-star recruits that either panned out or didn't pan out here on the King Gang Radio Show. Uh, Bird, so I, I would have to say DJ William is probably your your best overall five-star recruit ever at the University of Miami. Oh, yeah. Um, consensus, I believe consensus, number one overall player in the country coming out of De La Salle. Um, sure. I just, man. When, when you look at that type of caliber of, of, of athletes, and again, linebacker, fullback, running back, probably could have played out on split out on the wide. Like, you know, he yeah. literally transcended what a five-star athlete was. So he was, he was a – keep me honest here, man. Yeah, you yeah. know, that was right at the beginning of my fandom, right? Class he was a, Right. He was a running back coming in, though, wasn't he? Correct. Yeah, so he played running back in high school. He did. So he, he played running in. back. And again, he had a nice uh, touchdown against Florida State in 2000. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and then I don't know if I, I, I don't know if he saw the writing on the wall. But again, so no one really talks about him coming in as a running back with the, all the running backs that we had at Miami. People just remember him switching over to the defensive side of the ball because I felt like he needed to get more PT. Turned into a phenomenal linebacker. Great career at oh, Miami. Yeah. Great career in the league. Um, you know, you brought up Chantrell Henderson. Um, and I had this conversation with somebody the other day about the University of Miami's O-line. If you look back over the O-lines, like we have so many guards and not enough tackles. Like yeah. Brian McKinney is a tackle, right? Legitimate tackle. Chantrell Henderson. Brian, Brian McKinney is a building. <laughs> Correct. So, but again, like, like Chantrell Henderson, legitimate tackle. Like, yeah. Big body, big size, big wingspan. What we're doing now on the O-line is like we just have a bunch of guards that say, you know what, oh, this guy can play. He's a guard, but maybe we can put him at center. Maybe we can put him at tackle. You know, instead of like recruiting legitimate tackles, but we'll get into that on a whole different topic. We talked about Willie Williams. Um, Again, another guy who I thought was going to be just a monster. Um, Unfortunately, I don't know what the case case was, but just – didn't put it all together up and down. Uh, you mentioned Ryan Moore. Um, another guy who I thought came in with a lot, a lot of potential. Um, just never really pinned. He was, I think if I'm not mistaken, he was number three, ranked number three in the nation, you know, as a wide receiver coming out. I think it was Dr. Crop High School in Orlando. Orlando, yeah. yeah. Um, Kyle Wright, you know, out of Monta Vista. Uh, all the goods. All yep. the goods. Lingard. Right. Well, well you know? yeah, yeah, great. So, 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 was another one, right? But, you know, to tell you the truth, I mean, obviously, I mean, you know, watched full games that he played, man. But even some of his highlights, man, I never really like saw what made Lorenzo a five star, right? Like he looked good, but he didn't look great in film to me, man. You know what I mean? And I, I don't know if that's just me and my eyes and whatnot, but, you know, I think you're really seeing that play out now. I mean, you know, that kid's probably fourth or fifth on the depth chart up in uh, up in Gainesville right now. So, let me, I'm trying to, again, we're trying to p- play this on the spot. Um, McGahee, I believe, was a five-star recruit. Oh, yeah, he, okay. he crushed it. He crushed <laughs> it. Um, what about Edge? Was he? I don't know about Edge. I'd have to go back and look. Um, go, yeah. Kenny Phillips was a five-star recruit out yeah. of Carroll City. 
KP was great when he was here, right? So, yeah, yeah I mean, you know, he played in the league, right? But I, I was a huge fan of his when he was on the oh. field here. So I'd say he panned out. Duke Johnson. Oh, yeah, of course Duke did, man. All-time leading rusher, man. You got to. What about Tracy Howard? <laughs> <laughs> no, under. I'd say under. he performed at like a high three, low four star level when he was here, right? So. Oh, man, I'm trying to think who else. I mean, I'm sure there's more, and I just can't. Marcus Forston. Oh, yeah, way under. Ja'Cory Harris. I don't know if he was a five-star recruit. I, I think I he was, wasn't he? I, I, no, I, I don't think he was, man. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. There was another there was, running back. There was another, well, there was another five-star with Forston and Harris. In no. And that, that class was only I, one? I, only one. All right. Like legitimate five-star. There's another run. Oh, Tyrone Moss. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Under or over? Uh, under, man. Under, you know. I mean, if you look at five-star, uh, you know, what you expect out of a five-star, I mean, you know, you, you got to kind of put him in that underperform, right? I would think so. And then, obviously, um, Devin. Devin. I think Devin's included in that as a five-star. And you, he just killed it. I mean, obviously – Oh, yeah. Greatest return guy ever to play, I would say, go. college and, you know, the NFL. So, you know, oh, uh, um, 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 who else played a Booker T? A couple people. Um, uh, Major Nine, Chad Thomas. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, I would say, say slightly under. Slightly under. I'd give him a B. Yeah. You definitely yeah. give him a B because uh, just a big body. And I'm yeah. sure there's a couple other ones. I don't remember if like Chicolo was a five star, if he was a high four star. I don't remember, but he's another guy that I think didn't pan or play up to his potential in Miami because of the scheme that you know No D and Golden were having him run. You know what I mean? Trying to put all that weight on and things like that. So yeah. you know, it, it should be interesting. Now we do have two five stars coming into the class this year with James Williams and Leonard Taylor. Be interesting yeah. to see how they pan out. All right, I got a couple more names for you. I got, and, I, and I went to the computer and I cheated a little here. So just so we remember <laughs> that. I didn't even get a front, man. What about <laughs> G-Reg with the third leg? <laughs> so I don't count him only because he signed with Notre Dame first. Okay, and then came over here after. But obviously, you know, he panned out great. So yeah, yeah. So great, grateful did. to have him. So uh, Reggie Youngblood. Booker T. Washington? Yep. Under, underperformed, right? Yeah, I would say he underperformed. Yeah, but I mean, look, he was—he was—he was, he was a quality starter, though, right? Mm -hmm. But I mean, when you look at what you expect from a five-star, right? Uh, Arthur Brown, man. So with Arthur, it's kind of hard for me to put these guys in perspective. And then his brother Bryce Brown. So Bryce yeah. Brown was the number one running back in the country, and Arthur Brown was the number one linebacker in the country. But you're playing in the Midwest. Like, who are you really playing in the Midwest? Nope. You know, when you look at the competition. I just, uh, man. Well, look, I'm, I'm with you on the competition thing. And that, you know, not to take this thing sideways here, but that's the same way I look at, like, any of the non-Power 5 schools when it comes to playing for national championships, right? If you're a if you're a UCF, you know, yeah, like, look, you can be impressive and everything, but if you're not if you're not getting your best game from, you know, you're not playing the best in the Power 5 op opposition every single week, like, sorry, I, I, I don't consider you for the playoffs, man. Yeah. <laughs> You know, unless you unless you knock off a couple of serious programs, you know, like that year UCF claims that national championship. They beat, they beat Auburn. Yeah, but what happened to Auburn the game before? They got their souls crushed by yeah. their by their rival, and half their team 
decided to opt out of the bowl game. Correct. So, you know, I'm sorry. Look, you beat Auburn, but you beat Auburn in name. You didn't beat full strength Auburn. Yeah, that makes sense. So, look, you can you can claim it all you want, and if some, you know, if one out of you know the thirty polls that they observe claims you as a national champion, you know, go ahead. But you know, if I if I shoot thirty free throws and I only make one of them, I'm not going to claim myself to be a good free throw shooter. <laughs> That's know? a great, great, great analogy, right there. <laughs> but it's <bro>. true. <laughs> right, that is a great analogy. I love that one. <laughs> Oh my so, I know, I know, I know. We were talking about five stars, but I got a couple more names in front of us here, Go so ahead. make sure we don't miss nobody. Uh, Lance Leggett. Oh, number nine. I give him a C. Who else you got? Brandon Harris. Yeah, that's a tough <laughs> one too because I just did not pan out. I, I, I don't oh, see man. him. I didn't see him. Uh, I just. I, I, I don't remember um, him doing much when he was at the University of Miami. I just – I don't. I I remember – you know, look, I, I don't want to talk bad about Canes, man. But all I, I can ever remember with Brandon was seeing him get burnt every single time he lined up, man. Like, you know, he he made up and made a play on the ball a lot of the time, man. But the majority of the time, man, he was, he was toast out there, man. Like, I just remember seeing him get burnt so many times, man. You know, and he was he was there. You know, in his defense, right? I think I think D'Onofrio was his DC the whole time he was here. No, Brandon Harris was in two thousand eight. That was Randy Shannon okay. era. All right, so it was Shannon, but they, he went into the golden era before he was before he was out of here, right? I don't think so. I think he graduated in two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve. Okay, all right. So well, I think Brand, Brandon came in with uh, Brandon came in with the Jacory class, Forston. Uh, yep. Um, who else was uh, another kid out of Booker T? Um, man, what's his name? Mm. Devon something. Well, here's here's what? another one that they that they that twenty four seven Sports puts up on ours class. Who? LaShawn, LaShawn McCoy. Shady. Oh, you gotta be kidding me, Shady! <laughs> How's he even up there, man? I don't even think he enrolled here. Oh my word! Yeah. So there's, know, so there's a couple other guys too that you know never. And I'm honestly not even that familiar with. So, uh, running back Charlie Jones. Number thirty four. Oh yeah. no, baller. Yeah. And then you also have uh, Willie Dixon, class of two thousand, wide receiver. Never heard of him. Yeah, but he's on our he's on our five stars here. So, I mean, look. You know, I, here's the thing, man. I think with those five-star kids, I think there's so many people that are around them and they're young kids and they're, you know, I just think they got a, they get a lot of bad direction, man, at a young age, man, a lot of these kids, man. So, you know, I just hope that, that you know, Agent Zero, James Williams, and, uh, and LT number 56, man, when they come in, man, that they've got – that they got good systems around them because you know we haven't had an opportunity to meet those kids yet or really interact with them or or see what they're about. So you know, I just uh, I just hope there's good people around those kids and that they're that they're pushing them in the right direction and to do the right things and you know that they know they need to come in here with the right attitude. And they need to put the work in, man. Yeah. You know, because um, I'll tell you, man, I see especially in this recruiting class, and I know I, I probably say this every episode, man, but I'm so excited for this group of kids, man, you know, cause this, this one really feels like Miami guys, man. It seems like these guys have a, have a, have a lot of swagger, a lot of attitude about themselves. 
you know, the majority of them, I think almost everybody has, has Florida roots, you know, right. and the ones that right. don't like Jake, I think he's, he's kind of honorary Florida, <laughs> you know, yeah. like he fits the, the personality mold and everything too. So, uh, you know, I'm really expecting a lot of big things out of, out of this class, man. I think when we look at it, you know, this class is, uh, is really going to be special. So let me, let me, t- let me ask you this question too, because you brought up, you know, agent zero, James Williams. Yep. What is your take on him wearing zero? I love it. I mean, look, I know it's Sebastian's number. Yeah. But, see, uh, that bothers me, bro. Like <laughs> I, the only reason why it bothers me is because like Sebastian, Sebastian, right? Like, yeah. So Greatest mascot in the game, bro. Nobody, he's untouchable, uh, man. Correct. Untouchable. And now what you're doing is you're literally, you're stealing his thunder. Like there was a reason why he wore zero, right? Um, I don't know, man. I just, to me, there's certain name numbers that are sacred for certain reasons. Like, you know, everybody. So let me ask you this. Do you think Sean Taylor's number should be retired? I don't know, man. I, I don't think so. In, in, in college, it's tough to retire a number. And I think that really in all sports, I think the, the number retiring thing is, is over, is overdone across the board. Right. So, um, you know, I think it pulls away from some of the great retirements, right? So, you know, Major League Baseball retiring number 42 in honor yep. of Jackie Robinson. Love right. that, right? Yeah. And, you know, um, you know, MJ's number 23 that's been retired by the Miami Heat, actually. Nobody will wear 23 out of, the, out of respect for MJ. Correct. You know, what he did for the game. You know, those are the kind of guys. Kobe, right? Kobe getting 8 and 24 retired to the rafters. You know, some of the greats that have played with the Celtics. I mean, I think it, it used to mean a lot more, you know, with these guys. But now, like, you look at a guy like LeBron who's had a career of, you know, four or five separate four-year stints. Like, obviously, 23 goes to the rafters in Cleveland. But, like, with what he's done in, in L.A., I mean, great. Okay, so he so he won a ring there. So I guess I guess it's got to go up. But, but I think, you know, I think that – if and, again, not to switch topics real quick, but if AD's not on the Lakers – I don't see LeBron. Oh, there's no future. way. He didn't even make the playoffs the year before, man. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with you because I think numbers are sacred, right? And, again, you know, you and I talk about this, and I say it all the time. Yeah. Like, I always want to honor uh, former alumni by calling them by their number. I think that's a yeah. sign of respect for me, right? Um, yeah. You know, people want to get up in arms about, like, say now Gervin. Like, Gervin's wearing, like, you know, the number of Sean Taylor wore or – you know, you look at Amari Carter or somebody wearing Edge's number or Andre's number. Like, you can't you can't compare. Numbers are just going to be numbers. You know what I think is better than retiring a number? You know, and a lot of – or not a lot of schools, but some schools have this tradition where they'll give out certain numbers to people who have earned it. Correct. So, to me, I don't, I don't mind if somebody comes in and wears 2-6, but – you know, Gervin coming in it. and getting it yeah, as a you freshman. Know, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to earn it. Sh- it should be earned, right? Like, yeah. you know, or it should be earned on a, on a you know, game-by-game basis that, you know, look, you, you slap that number 26 on and you're the captain, right? You're the captain. You're the, you're the leader. You've earned Are it. Are you the captain? You know. Are you doing your job? You've yeah. been doing your job? Yep. You no, show the up. Remember the Titans. Yeah. You show up to practice on time. You know, yeah. do you work in the weight room. Do you do the things on and off the field? Do you mentor other players? You know, that's do you what hold, do you hold other players accountable? Yeah, yeah. You know, negative. like negative, 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 negative. Yeah. So and I mean, like, you know, like look for for Gervin, it's like he probably walked in and you know, told the coaches, Oh, Sean Taylor was my favorite player. If I'm if I commit to Miami, 
I want to wear 26. And I think Gervin was actually a borderline five-star, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. I think he was a bicycle services, one or two. He might have been a five-star. You know, but, like, here's the thing. Like, you just give him that, right? Like, you got to make these boys earn something, man, you know? Um, so, you know, so the, the number retiring, it should mean something uh, across the board. You know, I, I mentioned the Jackie Robinson, also the, yeah. you know, the Pat Tillman situation with so, the retiring number 40. Correct. Yeah, you know, I mean, those are – those are great. And I just, uh, you know, I just hate that we're throwing almost any other number, you know, up into the, up into the rafters in most of these places, man, you know, and I feel like, I feel like they should maybe like, if you reach the hall of fame, like to me, that's the upper echelon, right. Mm -hmm. In any, in any sport, like uh, again, like at that point I can say, you know what? Hey, look, edges in the hall of fame. You yeah, know. But this this Hall of Fame balance thing, and I know we're jumping all over the place here, man. But this Hall that's of Fame stuff—that's what we do. That's what the game <laughs> you know does, baby. That's right. And and let's do this real quick before we, we gotta go to break. The topic, we have to go to break. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's just why we gotta pay these bills, man. Man, I just want to get some more popcorn. I don't know if you heard me munching earlier, but man, I was like jamming on some popcorn. Going so back let's and do forth this, on mute. <laughs> bro. I'm trying to. So let's uh give us a minute, man. We'll be right back here on the Kang Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM Slam Radio Channel 145. Um, be, be just be with us real quick. We'll be right back. We'll catch you in a minute. Hey, look what I found a radio. Radio, this is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands, avoid close contact with people who are sick, avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone. Connect with your friends. Stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing. You're going to be home today, so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look back. You give that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good a thing little nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home. Privacy of your own home. Watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control 
with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word won. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What are you telling? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. you, you got to take those losses. you got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 1249, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Man, trying to finish up this last segment here in, this, in the first hour of the Ken Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM. Appreciate everybody tuning in. You know, listen, you guys can tweet at us as well. If you guys have any topics that you guys want to maybe talk about or or you want us to chime in and talk about it as well, feel free to tweet, you know, at the Ken Gang Radio Show. Um, you know, you can tweet at the Dirty Bird as well. Obviously, um, you know, we're all involved on Twitter. So, you know, whatever you guys want to do, you know, we're more than happy. If anybody wants to jump on the show, man, just shoot us a message. We'll uh, yeah, be more yeah. than happy to have people uh, pop on the show. So, so Bert, we were talking about um, before we before, before we move on, I did want to give a birthday shout out. To? Kane's voice, man, Joe Zagaki. Oh, 100%, man. Yeah, no man, doubt. Joe Z. Daryl Langham with the grab. <laughs> Love that one, man. Love that one. Where, where are we going to take us? We were talking about the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was going to say, look, the whole Hall of Fame process uh, is crazy. Like, you know, the fact that that Reggie Wayne, when you look at the numbers that he had and he wasn't, you know, he's not in yet is is blasphemy to me, man. Like, you know, uh, you look, he's, he outperformed Calvin Johnson in almost every single metric, man. Won a Super Bowl, uh, you know, and this guy put those numbers up as the number two dude. You know, yes, you had Peyton Manning throwing you the ball, but you also had another Hall of Famer on the other side of you and Marvin Harrison and a Hall of Fame running back, our boy number 32. So. No, 100%, man. You're definitely right. You know, we were um, – the guy I worked with, John, we were sitting there and we were at lunch the other day and we were comparing it because he's a big Florida State guy, you know, big, big, big Florida State fan. 
Oh, yeah. So he, he was talking about Anquan Bolden. So I'm like, let's see the stats between Reggie. Um, basically, same amount of time as far as in the league. Pretty comparable. I think Reggie had more touchdowns and some more yardage. But, you know, you bring up a valid point. When you look at when you look at the Hall of Fame, I think it's all political, right? You look at somebody like yeah. London, you look at somebody like London Fletcher, who literally across the board was phenomenal. Um, you compare his stats to people like Ray Lewis, uh, some other, you know, uh, he's linebackers. up there. He's up there. But yet he's not in the Hall. Same thing with like Zach Thomas. Mm-hmm. Like the one thing that really got me a couple years back is when Terrell Davis finally got elected into the Hall of Fame. I think he only had like an eight-year career at Denver. Here it is. Four of which were productive. Yeah, and then you look at someone like Edge, who literally carried the teams, whether it was Indy or Arizona, on his back for years. Like, And you don't put – and you finally put him in? You know what? I always forget. (laughs) I always forget that Edge played in Arizona, man. Like anytime I think of him, I think of him wearing that white and blue, taking handoffs from Peyton Manning, you know, or catching a ball out of the backfield from Peyton. Well, he wasn't the only one too. Look at Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith finished up in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of guys that you can like look and that you know like you remember their whole career somewhere, and then there's like they 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 played a year somewhere else. Like Akeem Olajuwon played a year with the Toronto Raptors, right? That's awkward. Patrick Ewing played with the Sonics in the in the Magic, you know. Uh, Michael Jordan played with the Wizards. Oh yeah, that was that was crazy, man. <laughs> Dwayne Wade playing with Chicago. Yeah, that was off too. Dwayne man. Wade playing with Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, man. There's a, there's a bunch of these guys that you like look back and they had these Juan Carlos Stanton playing with the Yankees. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, <laughs> well, hey, that was that was on them, man. I mean, actually, I think he's I think he's still slashing this year, man. He's actually having a really good year with them. Um, but you know, look, he wasn't he wasn't worth the money that the that the Marlins uh that Marlins gave him. So it should be interesting to see what's going to happen. Um, obviously, the Hall of Fame coming around next year. You talk about Reggie Wayne. If he doesn't get in again next year, like how far does he get pushed down the ballot? You know, because then you're going to have more people who are up for you know the Hall of Fame. Dude, there's there's no way Reggie should should be sitting on the outside of that thing, man. When you look at accomplishments and you look at metrics and look, I'll, everybody always wants to you know put it down to statistics and what they've done. First of all, Re- Reggie was a monster on the field. I don't even think his 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 numbers do his career justice. But even if you take that that out of the equation and you just look at production, his production is off the charts, man, and always has been, man. You know, so. It's uh, it's crazy. I mean, yeah, you had a Hall of Fame, you know, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time throwing you the ball, man. But you know, look, it don't matter who who throws you the ball if you don't catch it and you don't put it in a position where where you can make that grab. Right. So, you know, you know what should be which which when you're looking at in the future in the next couple of years, look at the amount of people that'll be up for for the Pro Football Hall of Fame coming out of University of Miami. Devin Hester. Yep. Andre He's in. Johnson. He's got to be in. Andre Johnson. Got to be in. Vince Wolfork. Got to be in. Well, well, I don't know. I think it, it's harder for a D lineman, right? You know, and and for Vince, I mean, we love Vince, right? I mean, you know, I went to middle school with the kid, right? So I mean, he's always he's always going to have a special place with with me, right? But if the uh, nose tackle, I mean, it's really hard to get statistical production in there, even though during the time that he played, he was dominant, right? And, and best nose tackle in the game, without question. Um, you know, Super Bowl champion on on 
you know, many occasions. I think Vince has got what? He's got four rings? He's only got two? No way. That's all he's got? Google it. Oh, man. That's crazy. So he's definitely, obviously, he's one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. How's that popcorn, man? Bro, you have no idea. Like, <laughs> you're bouncing back and forth on mute, man. <laughs> bro, like, I, I'm waiting for you to talk so I can sit. Man, I can, I, man, <laughs> you got you to gotta eat dinner before you come on the show, man. Oh, bro. So I did. <laughs> but, like, we were thinking about, like, we, so we were going to go out and on the golf cart. We were going to take the golf cart out and go ride around. Yeah. It literally was like a monsoon over here. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's raining up in Fort, in, uh, Fort Pierce, but, bro. Or St. Lucie. Same difference. <laughs> no, it's not. Same difference. <laughs> but go on. Poor St. Lucie. I mean, you're 10 miles south, whatever the case may be, right? <laughs> so we literally got the golf cart out. We backed out, got it all ready to go, and then literally just opened up. So I'm like, ah, let's just kind of take it for a ride. And, like, obviously we were going west, and the, and the rain was coming, like, driving east. I'm like, no, I'm turning around, man. So we yeah. turn around. And so you Maria's like, oh, man, Maria's like, what are we doing for dinner? I said – I don't know. What do you want to do for dinner? And then we just started watching a TV show and stuff and then just never even ate. So oh. that my, my microwave popcorn from Costco is actually yeah. tasting really good right now. With the Costco plug, bro. I know you always got that Costco plug on there. I love Costco. <laughs> it's probably one of my favorite stores ever. Oh, yeah, man. We're so domesticated now, bro. Oh. You, ever, you ever think 19-year-old you or 20-year-old you would be, would be though, and you're, you're, you're looking forward to a Costco trip on the weekend, man? Bro, and, and that's a, that's a funny thing because I um, <laughs> as you get older, right? Like you look forward to different things. Like <laughs> I look forward to my weekend Costco trips now. <laughs> so no, only only weekend Costco trips not in the uh, in the fall. <laughs> bro, just and the fall them, the fall and weekends are booked, bro. Yeah, it's gonna be um. So let's talk about the fall. Let's talk about some of the games that are, that like road games. Um, Ooh, all right. So Alabama, you're planning on going, correct? Oh, bro, I'm already there. Okay, you're already there. I got the, so you- I got the hotel books. You know, we've been working on our ticket plan. Uh, I'm there, bro. <laughs> I don't care where I sit. I just want to be. And, and I don't think it'd be hard to get a ticket. I mean, I don't. I don't think it's gonna no, be hard to get no. a ticket. I, I would like to be down on the field. I don't think that's gonna happen. Whatever yeah. the case may be. So, you know, when I you just, look at. I think back to that Michael Scott meme where it says, "No question about it, I am ready to get hurt again." <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, and I was talking to somebody the other day about, about the spread. I'm I'm legitimately thinking the spread's gonna be twenty-four points. Whatever. I don't care if it's a hundred, I'm still gonna pick us to win. And that's not because I think we're better. It's because look, I know that any any given Saturday, right? Any given game, anybody can win, right? Are the ads stacked against us? Absolutely. You know, should we win that game? Probably not. But like we've said, and we're both in the likewise opinion on this, you know, uh, if you're going to catch Alabama, now's the time when they're breaking in a new quarterback, uh, all new receivers, new running back. Offensive line, defensive line. I mean, literally almost their whole team. Now, granted, it's all four and five star guys, but yeah. you know, those guys haven't really played on the field together. Right. And this will be a big time game in a, you know, in a stadium that they play the Super Bowl in. Right. You so, know what? And, and I, I never wish injuries upon anybody, but mm-hmm. all it takes is for, for their quarterback to suffer some type of injury. Who's yeah. their backup? You know what I mean? Probably um, another four, four or five-star kid. Correct. But, <laughs> but, again, you know, you talk yeah. about being thrown into the fire. 
Yeah. You know, that's the things that happen, right? And that's that's why football is so, you know, yeah. you play 60 minutes because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Most my of our only- fan base is so, is so like, dead set on being right. And, I mean, like, I can't tell. I mean, like, 90% of the opinions you see on the game are, oh, we're going to get slaughtered. We're going to get slaughtered. Look, you know, if, if we're picking ourselves to get slaughtered, I know we've seen – some embarrassing stuff. Even last year, you know, the, the North Carolina game was absolutely no excuse for, for what happened there. Right. So, I mean, I guess feelings are justified, man, but you know, look, you got to look at it. Like it's a new year, you know, we've addressed all the issues that we've had, right. We return almost the entire team, you know, less, uh, you know, less the three defensive ends uh, and Brevin Jordan on offense, who was only there half the time anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, our kicker is probably a carbon copy of his brother. At least we're hoping once right. we get into game situations. But you know, we know our we know our boy. Shout out to the Borgallis family. One hundred percent. Yeah. But uh, you know, look, I don't think much changes in the team. You know, we, and we've we've really added a lot of pieces that are going to play right away. I think Charles did Rambo. Um, you know, I think he has the potential to be, you know, a, a top tier receiver in college football, you know, like one of those guys who's up there who's, you know, making 60 catches in the season, 60, 70 catches, uh, you know, and, you know, a dozen touchdowns, right? I think he absolutely has the potential to do that. Doesn't mean I'm saying, oh my gosh, he's going to do it, right? Um, you know, but you got Mike Harley who's coming into year six now with us, right? So, you know, Mike's been here forever and I think, you know, uh, 75% of the last – three quarters of the year last year, you know, he showed a ton of, of personal ownership and, you know, leadership and whatnot. And, you know, was making some great grabs for us. Right. He had a great chemistry with, uh, with King, you know? So, so look, I mean, you know, all that comes together. We catch lightning in a bottle, man. Absolutely. Can Alabama can absolutely go down. Right. Does it mean it's likely to happen? No, but I'm walking in that when we go into game week, and you know, on the Ken Gang show, we're going to be making those predictions, and we're going to be making those picks. I'm going to tell you right now who I'm picking. I mean, you already know, but yeah, you know, I'm picking us to win, man. Straight one one thing, one thing that I just I found I found interesting, and the more and more I think about it, I think Manny put himself in a bad situation. Now, now hear me out on this. Mm-hmm. Why not just make T. Rob your DC, right? Now you put yourself in a bad situation by you being a DC. Now when you're DC. As you being a DC now, when your defense potentially gets destroyed all year, I'm just using this hypothetically, right? You have nobody to blame but yourself. Yeah. I think he's trying to take ownership of it, you know. Um, and I honestly, I think the way that they set that thing up is that, you know, Bob Shoops our DC, right? Maybe not in title, but that's the guy who's making the game plans. I think he's going to have a ton of influence, and I think Manny just wants to have the last call on what's, you know, on, on what's being called in the defense, right? So I, I think it's I think this is a shoot D, but if he were to actually be entitled the DC and one of the, you know, ten assistant on field coaches, uh, he would forfeit money that Michigan is owed to him, which I think is like eight hundred grand or something. So you know, they probably throwed him, you know, quarter of a million dollars. Said, hey, here's two hundred fifty thousand dollars this year. Come in, sit in the booth, make the calls see what you see, make the game plans, uh, you know, write the playbook and, uh, and and whatnot. But I'll tell you right now, I mean, I think T-Rob, uh, I mean, you know, he was D.C. at uh, at South Carolina, at least in title. 
Um, you know, I'm not exactly sure if he was like the guy and making calls and whatnot. Uh, but I know at least in title he was right. So he's got experience with, you know, the whole defensive unit and, you know, making plans and, and whatnot with it, or at least having influence on the defensive game plan. So, you know, look, I, I, th- I love everything I've seen from that guy so far. I think he's, uh, I think he's going to be an animal uh, developing players and on the recruiting trail, right? You know, you see, you put horn in the league uh, this year, who I think walked in as a three-star recruit and he developed him into a top 10 pick. Uh, you know, that, that's big time, bro. Like you gotta, you gotta realize that, you know, lots on the, uh, lots on the player for that to happen, but really a lot's on your position coach, right? Because a position coach just doesn't tell you, you know, how to line up and, you know, how to play defense. I mean, the position coach is also probably the person that you're closest to during your college career. That's, that's right. watching out for right. you, right? That's making sure you're making the right steps along the way and making sure you're making the right steps through life. You know, them and, and of course, you know, the, the strength coaches because they see these guys every day, right? But, you know, really that position coach is the person that, you know, it's it's not Manny, right? I mean, Manny have maybe close to some of the players, right? But that position coach, man, you know, has a lot to do with it, man. Because, I mean, think about, you know, when, when you were 18 to 22 years old, man. I mean, how many stupid decisions did we make with situations that presented themselves? You right. know, all these guys are going through that, right? Living in, you know – Miami, right? You know, 20 minutes away from, you know, downtown Miami and and, and the beach and all that, right? So, you know, there's all kinds of temptation to make bad decisions and stuff. So, you know, you got to have the the right coaches there mentoring these guys and putting them, pushing them in the right direction. So, you know, I think T Rob is the whole package. And of course, we got to get on the field. We got to see, you know, what happens and how that pans out. But, you know, I'm hoping that we see a lot of growth and development, uh, you know, in the, you know, in the Al Blades, right? In the, um, you know, Ivies, right? Uh, you know, to Corey Couch, right? Who I think is all the tools on the field. Um, you know, I mean, that guy is, I think every time I ever see Couch, he's always right on his defender and in a position to make a play on the ball and turns his head, right? Like DB play 101, right? Like he's got it down. <laughs> you know, I mean, he had, a, he had a rough time in that uh, Oklahoma State game with all the penalty calls. Yeah, but – but. It happens, right? You're still a young guy, and, you know, at the yeah. end of the day, that's what happens. So let's do this, man. Let's go ahead and go to break. Let's finish this last hour, you know, here uh, going to break. And, man, we're, we're just – we're speeding through this whole this whole segment, man. It was uh, definitely a good first hour. Second hour is probably going to be even better. So uh, bear with us, man. we got to go ahead and go to break, give the uh, sponsors some time to air out whatever they have to air out. So we'll catch you guys back in a little bit on the Kang Gang Radio Show, Sirius XM, Channel 145, Slam Radio. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Every What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't, you I don't call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. I 
a nigga Manuelapola? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tonga Vailoa. Tua nigga Manuelapola. Tonga Vailoa. Tua nigga Manuelapola. Tonga Vailoa. Tua nigga Manuelapola. Tonga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. Hola mi gente, ¿qué tal? Les saluda la diva contra la caballota, la reina y Queen. Un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Top of the hour, everybody, here on the Kane Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Uh, pushed through a first hour, getting ready to start the second hour. And a lot of things came to light um, yesterday, Bird, concerning the NCAA Division One women's golf situation, uh, like national championship over in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Crazy. Um, so, it, you know, again, it's one of those things where, you know, you go back to the NCAA tournament, women's tournament, you know, with the weight room situation. Now you have mm-hmm. another situation where – they're kind of just like undermining, you know, these collegiate, you know, uh, women athletes and uh, just it's not acceptable. It literally is not acceptable. So yeah. to, to talk about that, let's talk about the person who and let's bring on as a special guest here on the Kang Gang Radio Show, someone who actually brought the attention out there to the public. So welcome to the Kang Gang Show, Sarah Byrne, freshman golfer at the University of Miami. Thank you so much for joining the show today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here. So, so awesome. talk to me about what happened. Um, basically, from like it was just like a week that is just I don't even know how to explain it. Like it's just something that is still shocked. Like that how this whole situation panned out. But like the NCAA really just cancelled our regionals. Like and that's how we qualified for the nationals. And like from the get go of like our, like there was just like kind of like a shady kind of like tone to this whole situation like there was no communication between the NCAA and like our coaches about how this like whole situation was like panning out like there was there we played a practice round on Sunday and it was perfect weather the course was like really dry and like the greens were all fine and then there was a lot of like a lot of talk about the weather coming in like there was going to be a lot of rain but like nothing that like we haven't seen before in any other tournament like in other like this is, it wasn't a, a large amount of rain and so we got up on like and we had our three rounds for monday tuesday wednesday and we got up on monday morning to have a weather delay 
so we were all eating breakfast all the team in the hotel and they were like oh like there's another delay and we didn't like end up like going to the golf course on the Monday and then um Tuesday we actually went to the golf course in the morning even though there was a delay and it was re- like there was really bad weather on the way to the golf course it was then pouring and um after, and then when we got to the golf course they literally told us oh we're advising everyone to go back to the hotel now we got back to the hotel because that's what we're told to do and no one told us when the next update would be if we were going to be playing like if if anything was going to happen like we didn't know like we sat in our hotel room being like oh like do we stay in our golf clothes do we just watch like do, like, do we get ready to go and play again and no. our coaches didn't know they kept asking no one was answering and and they actually then decided like then at, at 11 30 a.m again they cancelled um the round and for the second day in a row but they cancelled 11 30 a.m and um it got it was sunny and 80 degrees by 12 31 and I was like, yeah. I, like, like we're saying, like the weather was terrible in the mornings. We're not saying that they weren't and the golf course was drenched in the mornings, but golf courses drain. That's why yeah. we have pumps. That's why we have Correct. maintenance guys. And by the afternoons, there was no reason why we couldn't be at that golf course playing. Not one reason why, yeah. like why not? You know, and that's the sad part because obviously you guys are, first of all, you travel, right? And it's not just University of Miami. There's other teams that are traveling up to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Yeah, so, there's 18 teams, yeah. Yeah, so here you guys all are. You guys are sitting there ready to compete. Obviously, we understand, especially being in South Florida, we understand about rain delays because it's it's common. You know? <laughs> It'll rain for literally twenty minutes, like the the most horrendous downpour. But every then day, just, and then and then be one hundred and twenty degrees like yeah. ten minutes later. Right, that's what happens. Obviously, every day in the summer, <laughs> you know, obviously the bunkers the bunkers can play a part as far as you know the bunkers being soaking wet, things like that. You know, but maybe you take the bunkers out of play, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, when you guys were standing there talking to whoever was running the golf, you know, the golf tournament per se up on the stairs, what, what was he saying? What kind of reasoning was it? Now there was a quote on there that says they were playable, but they weren't championship playable. Like, can you explain that to me? Cause I don't understand that. Um, like I can, like, we don't understand. Like we shouted at him. We were like, what is championship level? Like, what is that? And he turned around and walked back up the stairs and that was it. Like, we don't know. No one has ever seen, like even professional golfers are saying, "What is championship level?" Like we don't know. Like it never got answered. We started so, asking him questions, and no, like they just walked up the stairs, and that was it. So let me get that straight: that you tried to, they just came out and said that, and then he turned his back on you and didn't even answer any questions from the yeah the student he athletes. Was saying, like he basically said what he had to say that you know like this was playable but not championship level and he said okay top six teams that are seated are going to go through and the top three uh, individuals are going to go through after that and then people and then a girl literally said but you just said it was playable and he went back to say it was playable but not at a championship level and then that's when people were starting like this wash what do you mean by that and the girl literally just started being like screaming at him being like it's a championship like who decides that and then as soon and then he was still kind of talking and then he literally just walked away. Like he walked back up the mm. stairs, like literally. Mm-hmm. And we were just standing there being like, okay. Like, and, he, and then crazy. that was it. That was the last interaction we had with the NCAA by then. So obviously you guys have been getting a lot of feedback, a lot of positive feedback. Here it is. We, uh, Bird and I were talking about, um, you know, Erica Nardini, you know, from Barstool, who literally says, mm-hmm. if the NCAA won't let you play, we will. Like it's how awesome. positive. Yeah, it's actually an awesome thing. But how positive is it to know that there's there's other people out there, especially a lot of like senior, you know, like 
senior women out there who are, you know, upper echelon type ladies who've got your back. How does that make you feel as, as a young lady? Like, it's actually just so inspiring, like, to know that what happened and what it was a terrible thing, like, that happened to us as athletes and to know that there is other people out there willing to be, like, if they're not going to let you play, we'll, we'll provide that for you. We'll do that for you. And I think to know that there is people out there that can do that for us and, have, like, are making the effort to do that. Like, they don't, they don't have to do that for us, but I think it's that they're, they're willing to do it. It's just, like, I can't thank people enough for even, like, wanting to and just, like, sharing a story and everything that's after happening. I just, I just can't thank people enough. Like, it's, it's, it's a really, it's a really nice feeling. Like, it was, when that came out, like, I think everyone was just shocked. Like, we didn't know what to say. We were like, is this happening? Is this real? Like, like th- that's, what they're, that's what they're doing for us. And I think it's just a really nice, like, testament. And it's showing, like, the NCAA won't do it for us and that these people will. Like, what kind of, what's that kind of showing on the NCAA for us, So. So let, let me ask you this question as well, because I did see on a tweet that the LSU men's team was out there on the range out there you know kind of practicing so you guys weren't able to get out on the course but yet the men's team were was able to get out there now they told you guys that you weren't allowed on the course to go back to your hotel yeah so that was the tuesday so that was the time that they told us to go back to our hotel and that was it and like that was that was around about 8 30 when that happened when we got sent back to the hotel and by 11 it was communicated that the play was done for the day and we weren't like that was it and then one of the players, I think it's um parents, her dad was at the golf course. The parents were there to watch regionals. What else did they do? So they went to the golf course to find, like, maintenance workers were gone home. So no one was working on the golf course. And find the LSU men's team practicing. While we were told the practice facilities are closed for players and that we could obviously could not go on the golf course. And I remember because we had nothing else to do. So there was a shopping mall right next to our hotel. So instead of sitting inside, we literally just went, like, oh, let's go see what's in there. And... While in there, we got like told that the LSU men's team are playing, are, are practicing on the practice range right now. And so we're, like, the- we're not able to play while it's sunny and 80 degrees outside and they're practicing. And yet we're here in a hotel and like looking for stuff to do because we have nothing else to do for the day. So that is crazy to be because you say the maintenance guys went home. Like that yeah, wasn't, that, that tells you, yeah, that tells you that this decision was made much Way sooner that. in the day. Than, than, than you'd actually been informed. So, like, you know, it's it's kind of like when you unravel the, the layers of the onion and you peel it back here and you see what the real story was, you know, you ladies have a right to be outraged by the way that mm-hmm. the NCAA has handled this situation. I mean, especially the fact that they're letting the men's team sit out there on the range and, you know, y'all basically just got sent home, so. Yeah, that's like, like, I think all of us, we just don't even know what to say. Like, I think how the NCAA treated us that week and like, like I think for me right now, like because of all of the coverage it's getting and everything that's happening right now, I haven't had actual time to think and have it sink in. Like what's actually after happening? Like yeah. I think like there's a there's a big feeling that come Sunday night or Monday morning that they knew they weren't gonna play for the week. Like yeah. have ma- like have maintenance workers sent home at two p.m. Like they could have they could have kept pumping water off that of course. So when yeah. the rain came in the next morning, that there was room for it to soak in. And for us to play the next afternoon, they like they were telling us they were doing everything in their power to get us on the golf course. And from what I see, what from what I have heard and from what I saw, it that wasn't the case. But again, like I can't say that from absolute facts. But I was told, and many people saw that there was no maintenance workers at all. Like when my coaches walked on the Tuesday afternoon, 
they walked 18 holes to see what condition it was in and they didn't see one maintenance worker on the golf course wow. working on it. <laughs> that's crazy that you know it, all I can do is, you know, I can only apologize because I feel bad for all the individuals that were involved in that situation. And it's just, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a sucky situation. And, you know, unfortunately, hopefully this never happens again. Hopefully maybe you guys are the incident where it gets, you know, the right gets, you know, the wrong gets righted, you know, moving forward. Um, so thank you for kind of sharing with that on a, on a different note, obviously you're from Ireland and here mm -hmm. you are at the university of Miami. Tell me about how that came into fruition and what brought you to the States and what brought you to the university of Miami. Um, well, I think growing up, I was always very much like, I've always been very much into golf. I've been very, like I, I was traveling all over Europe from a young age and you know, it, there was a lot, there's been a lot of good golfers from Ireland, like the, like Leona McGuire and Lisa McGuire and McGuire's and Olive Mahaffey, who's um, from just graduating from ASU now. Um, and you think like when we have such good role models coming out of Ireland and they're going to America, like when growing up, this is all you're seeing. Like from a very young age, everyone was like, oh, what do you want to do? And I'm gonna be like, I'm going to go to America. I'm going to go to D1 college. I'm going to go play on a golf scholarship. Like that's, that's always the plan. So when I was growing up and I was, and I was actually starting to compete and play really good and start winning tournaments, I was like, okay, like I have a really good chance of getting a really good scholarship. And, you know, I went and, um, I went around and golf, like golf scouts, um, contacted me once they were able to do one of my um junior year in high or uh, junior year in high school. And you know, I, I had a lot of golf colleges onto me, and I Miami really was the best fit for me. Um, and I visited campus. And I just fell in love with the place. Like the campus is the most beautiful place. Uh, it really, really. You is. don't need to tell us. We we it know. Is. <laughs> it really is, and like. Having the weather and like that, it's got academics and like the weather is just perfect for golf, you know, like it's, it's like it's hot and sunny a lot of the time, you know, and I just thought there was nowhere better to be and then be here in Miami. So I think it was always it was always on the cards for me to go to America. And I think it was it's a very normal thing for a young girl golfer from Ireland to go to America. Like it's not a very strange thing. It's very normal. And, you know, this was always my dream, my goal to come here and. I, I like I got to America and I got to a very great like this is the best place for me and the best fit and I'm happy well awesome. good you know so we, we have people who comment on the show and things like that birds not really putting some things up but someone someone asked obviously you're an athlete someone said is there trash talking in women's golf <laughs> <laughs> between our own teammates there is a lot of trash talking between us um, <laughs> uh, we're like a lot of our, like a, a good um a few of the like the, my other freshmen on the team are very scrappy with each other. We like it's it, we bring each other on like when we do trash talk. Yeah. I think I we do it to our really good friends. We wouldn't there wouldn't be much of it between like a lot of people, <laughs> but the people who can handle it, we do do it. Not a lot, but there is people with a thick skin that can handle it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Because obviously, you know, my, Miami is known for that, right? My especially in different sports, especially football, right? So football, again, yeah. you know, listen, it, it's just like a trickle down effect. So if it starts in football, carries on to basketball, baseball, soccer, hey, who cares? I don't care if it goes to rowing, goes to golf. You represent that University of Miami. You wear that orange and green proud if someone says something you tell them what's up you, you let them know where you're from and what you're repping right so trash yeah, talking exactly. to me definitely needs to be part of women's <laughs> golf <laughs> so so sarah i got i gotta i gotta ask you um 
you know, now I'm the only person, probably the only person you've ever seen hit a golf ball backwards. And I don't know how I did it, but I kind of did it. ended up behind <laughs> me one time on swing, bro. Off, off the tee box. Right. <laughs> so, you know, I tried to get into golf and uh, it, it just wasn't in the cards for me. I will say that there was one time, though, that I was on the course with on a, on a course on a short par three with my old boss. And I hit the shot of a lifetime and he'd played for years and, you know, he's never had an ace. Right. And my ball like went, it looked, it looked like it was, I mean, it rolled right past the cup. And I said, mm -hmm. if I hit that ace, like I'm setting these clubs down and I'm walking away forever and I will never, ever swing another golf club as long as I live. Cause I wanted to live on the high note. So do you mm -hmm. have an ace yet? And all the, all the playing you've I, had, or are you still chasing it? I ha no, I have had one. I've had one in my life when I was, it was about, uh, God, I say about three, four years ago now. I was really young. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I had it. Um, but still, I'm going for a few more, hopefully. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So do you, do you watch any golf movies? Um, I've watched a few. Um, I think Tin Cup. Tin Cup. Tin Cup. No. With Kevin Costner. Bro, best, best golf movie. Ever. Oh, my word. Best golf <laughs> And listen, I don't want to say Happy Gilmore because that's probably where I was going to go next with Adam yeah. Sandler, right? But no, like, so <laughs> what, what's your favorite golf movie? Uh, I don't know, actually. I don't actually know if I have a favorite one, to be honest. <laughs> but you've at least seen Happy Gilmore, right? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I, I can't. <laughs> a really good movie, though, is Tin Cup. Like Kevin Costner, okay. it's, it's a great yeah. movie. So yeah, if, you, if you're going to watch a golf movie, you have to watch Tin Cup. So, <laughs> okay. so Sarah, so again, thank you so much for joining us tonight. And listen, we're, we're going to try to push out as much as we can. We can tweet, retweet, and, and kind of get the story out there. But thank you so much for coming on the show and, and sharing kind of, you know, the, the travesty that's going on with the NCAA right now. You know, and it's unfortunate because the NCAA does that in every sport to – just everybody. Right. So yeah. I'm sorry you had to go through that and hopefully things can get corrected. And, you know, who knows, maybe something pops up where you guys, you know, they call everybody and say, look, we're going to play this and, you know, we're going to right the wrong and, you know, best of luck to you and best of luck to you in your future. And, uh, you know, like we always like to say, you know, go Canes. Absolutely. <laughs> Canes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Sarah. Appreciate your time tonight. Uh, you're listening to the Kane Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Slam Radio Channel 145. We got to pay a couple bills, but we'll be back in a couple. Hey, look what I found! A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone. Connect with your friends. Stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. 
But you see what's a bad idea to do that? I didn't cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. And then you give me that puppy look. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little bit. Good thing nobody can see you crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. You can be a Richard sometime. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can, and the word don't is the word do, and the word won't is the word one, and in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, con terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. What'd we do? What'd we do? Where are we going? All right. Here we are again. We're literally getting back into the scheme of things, man. Great interview with uh, Sarah Byrne, uh, Miami's women's golfer. Um, best of luck to the ladies and what's going on there. Bird, we need to bring on the boys. We oh, have the boys lined up. Where are the boys at? What are the boys at? Oh, the band's back oh. together. Oh. What's up, guys? Guess who's back? <laughs> back, <laughs> back again. again. <laughs> 
guys, man, listen, man, thank you so much for hopping on. J-Man, we've missed you, bro. Obviously, you're 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 a founding member of the Kang Gang radio show. You will always be there. The door is always welcome. Whenever you're ready to come back, if we have a spot, maybe we'll think about it, but you're always welcome back. <laughs> maybe. That was a hard maybe from you. <laughs> and then, listen, my boy, Marsh, you know, and it's funny, like, like Marsh, like, We've only met, I think, like one or two times actually like physically met. You know what I mean? But it's like, you know, we have this nucleus. We have this Kane's nucleus that you build throughout social media, man. So uh, I know a lot of things are going on with you, Marsh. Obviously, you're not, you know, you left South Florida. You moved to South Florida. You left South Florida. You're traveling mm-hmm. now. You're, different job. You're all over the place. Guys, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit, man, because. Obviously, we're all big NBA fans, right? So, Jordan, yeah. I don't want to get into your top 12, Rudy Gobert, because I know you're going to stand <laughs> firm on that. I'm feeling very vindicated. I, I got you. I know Marsh is literally looking at the Knicks and, and Philly, like the first-round playoffs. He's chomping at the bits already, obviously. The Heat's, so destroyed, <laughs> the Heat's destroyed, you know, the Philadelphia. And uh, what about – did you guys see UD get in there and get all up in oh, Dwight yeah. Howard's face? Like, bro, I, he goes, I will punch you in the bleeping mouth. How great <laughs> yeah. was that? Yeah. Oh, he is – so he is everything. He is still yeah. Miami. Still a Gator, you know what I mean? But <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's more Kane than Gator, though, man. He he's, is. More three, he's more 305. Yeah, he's all Gator. 305. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. so let me ask you this, Jay, man, talking to you, what's going on with the NBA? What do you, what do you like about, you know, the Western Conference? Are you happy that potentially the Lakers are in the playoff, like in the play-in series? Um, I'm happy as long as they don't play the Jazz in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, so, you know, I'm, I'm a Jazz fan, so that will always skew my opinions, right? Right. Um, so I'm, I'm happy that, that, you know, the Lakers, Clippers, and Suns all might be on the other side of the playoff bracket. Uh, so the Jazz will only have to play one of them in the Western Finals. But it's an exciting year. Um, it, it's an exciting year just because, I mean, I could see six different teams winning the winning the title. You know, obviously if the Lakers are healthy or if the Nets are healthy, um, like they're going to be the favorites. But, I mean, would you really be surprised if Clippers, Jazz, Suns, uh, 76ers or Heat win the title? No, not like, at all. Yeah, I, I, I think it. it's wide open. This year, I think it's wide open. I would never have thought, and again, you could even throw in someone like people are going to say Brooklyn, right? Because of yeah. who they assemble. But at the end of the day, you even look at the way that the Knicks are playing ball right now. Amazing to see New York back into the scheme of things and being back up into the upper echelon. Um, and, and playoff contention because the, the Heat and the Knicks series, I mean, you go back to the P.J. Browns and the Tim Hardaways and the Mornings and the Larry Johnsons and all those guys, like those were great series, you know. So when you look at the West, I would have not thought going into the season that, number one, Utah would have been playing up to the level that they're playing. Yeah. And number two, you look at Phoenix and how well Phoenix is playing. And I think that's the CP3 effect. I think of course. Chris Paul has completely changed – how the Phoenix Suns are playing that playing right now. Yeah. I I mean, Chris Paul is incredible, man. Like, and, and I hate him like that. <laughs> I am somebody who, cause I mean, dude, if you think about it, you know, as a jazz fan, so he came into the league with Darren Williams and played for the Hornets. So, you know, we were clashing the Western conference. He then goes to the Clippers. So clashing with him there. Then he goes to the Rockets who are the jazz most hated rivals besides the Lakers. Really? And, uh, That's your guys' biggest rival? Yeah. Yeah, if, huh. if you look the most hated team in each state, it's like on all of the West Coast, it's the Lakers. Besides in Utah, it's the Rockets. Huh. So, okay. and, and that's 
partially from the battles in the 90s, 90s. with Hakeem. Yeah, you did, you did have some battles in the 90s, man. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, and so, you know, like, but but part of my hate for Chris Paul comes from respect, right? Respect for how good he is. It's that Tom um, Brady type hate, you know? Exactly. Like, I, I hate him because he's constantly <laughs> been a thorn in my side. And, uh, dude, he's doing it again in Phoenix. Why can't he just go to the yeah. Eastern Conference? It ain't going to happen. <laughs> he's gonna get, happen. He's got to get some MVP love though, because if you look, what, look at see what the MVP stand for. It's the most valuable player. Phoenix yeah. was awful without him. He's really yeah. the only addition they so, had this year. And yeah. I so mean, Bert, they're, Bert they're and killers. I agree with you. I agree with you. How come Steph Curry doesn't get any MVP like because his team's because his team's eighth or ninth seed right yeah. now? I, but again, it. it's but I look at okay so. I don't look at the MVP award as being who has the best record in the NBA. Mm-hmm. No. I look at who was the most valuable player for that team. So yeah. you mm-hmm. look at Golden State record right now. You take Curry off that team. What is their record? Oh, they might have, they might have five wins. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what I mean. So so that's it's that's true. what I look. At. That's what I look at for the MVP is. I, again, you take LeBron off the Lakers. You still have AD. Like you yeah. still have a legitimate star. You know you take. You take uh, Donovan Mitchell, you know, off the team. You still got ballers. You take Gobert off of Utah. You still got ballers. You take Luka off of Dallas. You probably still yeah. got ballers. Yeah. You take Harden off the Nets. You still got ballers. Yeah. You take Curry off the off the Warriors. You got nobody. Yeah. Like, Until Clay comes back, but yeah, it's, it's true. No, I, I get what you're saying. I I uh, my personal philosophy with with the MVP race is that I balance it. You know, like the team has to be good which is where the Warriors and Curry are, are really going to yeah. um, have their downfall. But but you're right. Like Curry is probably adding more value to his team than anyone else just because it's him and then it's a bunch of guys that, you know, really aren't that great of ball players. Like, you know, Andrew Wiggins is – like he should be the <laughs> fifth best guy on a team, you know. He yeah, shouldn't be the second see, best guy on the team. Did you see the clip the other night when Steph Curry cra- uh, crossed half court and then literally four guys surrounded him? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, true. my word, bro. Like, that, yeah. that's the defense on Steph Curry right yeah. now, and, and that's the hard part. So, Jay, man, what's, what's been going on with you, man? How's life going? How's, how's the newlywed? How's the, how's the yeah. wife doing? Talk to me, man. It's good, man. It's good. Like, I don't know, the, the first probably three, four months we were married, it was super busy because – you know, I was juggling uh, Kane Gang with you guys, and then I was doing Fours Up. Uh, had the day job, and and she had two jobs as well. So we just really didn't see each other much, you know. So so we both decided to kind of lighten our loads a little bit, and uh, so we could hang out more. And it's been good, man. It's well, good, good. Yeah. You know, I, I thought about you. Um, I guess it's been two weeks now. Uh, yeah. I thought about you. You know, the Bills taking over my boy Greg Rousseau. Talk to me about, about that, bro. What, bro. what his emotions were. I'm, of course we texted on it yeah. and everything, but yeah. you got to say on here about it, man. I was pumped, man. I was pumped. And and honestly, I had I had gotten my hopes up for it um, because <laughs> there was a number of mock drafts that I was just like, dude, if Greg is there at 30, like the Bills are doing it. Like Because yeah. we needed edge rushing help. Correct. You know, I, I had a feeling that Greg was going to drop to the, the back of the first round. Mm-hmm. And – so it, it was just one of those things where it was like I knew it was going to happen. I could feel it in the air. And then when it did, like I just, you know, it was all that pent-up emotion just released, right? 
I'm because, so happy. I mean, yeah. How often does something like that happen? You know, did the, you cry? Did you cry? I didn't cry. You okay. shed a tear. I was close. <laughs> I think we'd only get a tear out of out of a Bills Super Bowl victory or a uh, or a hey, jazz uh, a jazz NBA Dude, title. I will I will tell you what, man. Like I do love the Bills. However, if the Jazz win the finals, oh. like you going streaking? <laughs> uh, dude i i don't even know it'll be an out-of-body experience like you guys might see me on the news streaking down just some country road in utah and i just won't even some know what's country happening. road in utah it's just, is that a such thing a country road in utah they're all country roads <laughs> you know yeah. it's, it's funny that you talk about the jazz you know potentially winning yeah you know um i don't know if you noticed like uh if you saw last night like reggie reggie uh reggie miller had defensive player of the year was uh, Rudy Gobert as his uh-huh. picks, right? Yeah. Uh, he actually had Steph Curry as the MVP. Interesting. You know, and um, so I thought that was kind of exciting. Yeah. And, well, interesting as well. The other thing he said that the coach of the year is Monty Williams. What do you think about that? Uh, you know, I mean, Monty Williams is certainly deserving of it. Um, I, I think there's a few guys that are really deserving. I do think that, the the jazz coach Quinn Snyder is kind of getting snubbed a little bit. Well, the, he had Richie had him as number two. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Like you know, I, I mean, if Monty Williams wins it, I'm not going to be like that's unfair. You know, like <laughs> like he's had a great year. So, um, but I mean, the Jazz have had the best record in the NBA since February second. That's mm-hmm. a long time, man. And and we still have it. Like, um, you know, it, it's we have a very good chance of locking up home court advantage through the finals, including, you know, like whoever we play in the East, we're going to have home court over them. So the idea of game seven of the NBA finals being played in Salt Lake city is pretty cool. What's the, uh, what's the the fan experience? I know you've been to a couple games this season. What's the fan experience like in the, to me, it'll always be the Delta center. I I think it's probably like Vivint homes arena or whatever. Yeah, It's changed like three times, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a Delta center to me, but for sure, dude, it's good. Um, this year has been a little bit different, you know, because yeah, I, I still think we're we've been towards the front of like more progressive in terms of letting fans into the stadium. I think we've been doing that more so than most stadiums. Because um, I was at the Portland game this week, and uh, there was probably almost ten thousand people there. It was probably almost half full, wow. and uh, you know, like, but but usually, man, like I've been to some big playoff games. If you guys remember the game. 2007 against the Warriors when Derek Fisher flew from New York City because um, he was at a eye appointment with his daughter who had cancer, then got there at halftime. So I was at that game, right, mm. uh, sitting pretty close to the floor. And, uh, dude, those crowds are electric. No. And, and one of the reasons why it's so loud is because, like, the stadium is much smaller square footage wise than other NBA arenas. I've seen it games is. in the TD garden in Boston. I've seen games in the Staples center, Madison square garden, um, much smaller arena yet. It has the same capacity, uh, roughly. And so the, the way that they do that is dude, they just have the concourses go straight up and down. And so when you have people that are like almost on top of the floor, you know, it, yeah. it's like, it's so, just electric. So, Jamie, I know, I know we, you know, we, we kind of bounce on the. It's like us just talking on the phone, man, as we just bounce around through everything. Yeah. But what about some of the other guys? Like, you know, give me a quick, quick opinion on where the other guys landed in the draft. So, you know, JP to the Dolphins. You know, they go I, now. You know what, Bert, I wonder, goes here. 
we probably have to go back and see where we kind of picked all these guys that yeah. at some point. I should have had it. I should have had it up, man, because I think we all yeah. were. Listen, you know, all we I all know is we, we had, had I had all five going in the top 100. So of course I we definitely did. was wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think yeah. we all did. I don't yeah. think we. I don't think we all were outside of the the 100 round. Top 200, top 200 for everybody. Yeah, really, I had them all in the top 100. Because me, me and you both had Brevin going at like the 90. Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah, yeah, and then I think I had like Jose going 99 or something like that. Like, yeah, <laughs> I I don't know where McPherson and like what actually pick McPherson was yeah, for dude, Cincinnati. Was crazy, but say that was Jose. You know, the only one I would have been off. Well, even and Quincy, like we had Quincy yeah. going, I think third round. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, what in the world was going on with Jose going undrafted? Like that kid, he's gonna win a ring. He's gonna kick a field goal in the Super Bowl next year. It's awesome. The problem is, out. but but here's the thing, Jay man. They just signed Tampa Bay just re-signed their kicker to like a three year like three year extension. Uh, really? You know. know so that. my my thing is this. So I I was talking to somebody, yeah. and obviously it's a great situation to go to Tampa. Now here's the thing: if if yeah. Jose goes to Tampa, and they're just gonna use him like the whole time as maybe as a, as a showcase of what he can do. You yeah. know what I mean? That's great. And that's, that's, that's a great opportunity. But what if he goes over and starts missing kicks? Like yeah. now you really just did him an injustice, but at the same time, he's the one that chose to go to Tampa. Yeah. Right. And, and that's the thing as a free agent, you, you pick where you wanted to go. Like you pick where you want to go. And like, yeah. I, I get it, man. Like, listen, that, that might've been the first opportunity. Maybe had a little bit of pay, whatever the case may be. Um, I definitely see him being an NFL kicker for, for many, many years. Um, you know, and again, no disrespect to people like Michael Badgley, you know, things like that, but Ho, you know, and he's been in the league for a few years kicking. There's no reason why Jose can't find a spot, you the know, Badger. Bro, yeah, he will. Oh, Oh Maverick. <laughs> oh Maverick. Jose will. Like I just have no doubt. He's he was a professional level kicker when he was here. So yeah. So Jamin, what's your take on Brevin to the Texans? Dude, I kinda I kinda hated that for Brevin. Um we're we're totally in agreement with dude, you. The worst spot you could have landed. Yeah. Worse. I mean, I would rather him have gone to Jacksonville because like mm-hmm. we we have no idea what's gonna happen with Deshaun Watson oh. and, and not to get into that at all. But like, there's a decent chance that that there is a no name quarterback throwing the ball to Brevin next year, and I I just yeah. hate that, dude. I, I Aaron, so Aaron much... Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's <laughs> gonna happen. To Houston, he might be going, but it's not to Houston. I can say yeah. that much. If he's fighting Green Bay, he's definitely not going to Houston. Oh. But, yeah. you know, the thing for Brevin though is like, you go to to the to that system. I know they got a new coach, but yeah, you know, traditionally they've never really had the tight end involved, man. So. Yeah, of course yeah. we wish the we wish the best to Brevin, man. But you know yeah. that was probably the 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 thirty second yeah. best situation he could have gone to. Oh, in the draft, I hated man. it, man. It as soon like as I saw it, hurt. I was just like, yeah. oh, it, it hurt no. my chest, man. When I saw that, yeah. I was just like, oh no, yeah. Because so. I don't know. Hopefully, well, Quincy, hopefully he figures out. But Quincy I'm, went to a good situation in Pittsburgh, though. He did. He did. Yeah. And and you know I like that they kind of specified. He kind of got turned into a. Uh, outside linebacker in a three four, right? Yeah. And uh I think that's going to be much better for him. Yeah. So Pittsburgh should be a good spot. Um but you know i I look at Quincy as a quote unquote I think Bird, you and I talked about this as, as a tweener, right? Like a tweener. Yeah. He's definitely not a defensive lineman. And yeah. he's definitely not like he's not a lot like a true linebacker. Yeah. So he he's that tweener. And, and I think that's the same to be said for Brevin. Brevin's not a true NFL type tight end. Yeah. You know, he's got a little bit of hatch, uh, H back in him, you know, can be split outside, you know, kind of like a wide receiver. 
But, you know, again, he doesn't really fit that mold as a true NFL tight end. Like yeah. when I look at tight ends, they're big. But, you know, let's let's talk about that on the next on the on the last episode, man. We uh, last segment. We're getting ready to uh, go to break here. You guys are uh, joining us here on the Kang Gang. J-Man, why don't you take us to break, big dog, for old time's sake. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys are listening to Kang Gang Radio here on Sirius XM Channel 145. We'll catch you in a few minutes. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lowen. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker every. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Manuela Pola too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking. I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigamanuelapola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigamanuelapola. Tua. I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigamanuelapola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigamanuelapola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigamanuelapola. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. Hola mi gente, ¿qué tal? Les saluda la diva Potra, la caballota, la reina y mi cuyo. Un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. segment here on the Kang Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Uh, chopping it up with the old timer, one of the OGs of the Kang Gang, J-Man. Pumping down some water. No more Mountain Dew, right. I can see. So uh, <laughs> I, got, I got an empty one right here. <laughs> Listen, I got brisk iced tea. <laughs> I got Kirkland Sport. You name that's it, bro. Right. You know, that, that's what happens, man. Gotta stay hydrated, man. Name drop. Costco. Bro, Costco. Love it. I swear. <laughs> like, Marie and I, we went there today. We had to get some stuff. So we just, yep. before the show, we ended up going there. Um, 
So how's the fours ups going? You guys, you guys back in the swing of things. You guys uh, pushing through, there, man. We're trying to get there. You know, pushing through is a good word for right now. It's uh, you know, I I love Marsh, but we're both. I mean, we're both fairly young dudes, right? And we're we kind of both hit like a like a plateau. You guys are there, like just a flat plateau. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we like had some changes going on in our lives, you know, yeah. like it. Uh, and you know so, what that's called? You know what that's called? Growing up life you just said it it's yeah. life right yeah things change what's gonna happen in nine and nine months from now jay man when 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 your girl says hey we got a little shorty getting ready to come like oh, oh man. <laughs> i'm not saying that's gonna happen i'm just trying nightmare. to throw it out that's there. nightmare fuel right now <laughs> so, so but, jordan my buddy's a buffalo fan too and, yeah uh, and his wife's getting ready to have a baby here in a month he's already ordered all the stuff yeah. And like the Bills onesie, so he can have yeah. the baby break the table. Uh, yeah. and as soon as it as soon as That's it comes amazing. out, it's a it's a Bills tradition, right? Yeah. So they're you gonna know, name him Joshua Cole, right? For uh, Josh Allen and Cole Beasley. Yeah. Oh <laughs> there wow. you go. So Jay Man, you know, looking at the schedule, I, I yeah. forgot to I forgot to bring this up, man. Yeah, I wanted to see if uh I'm interested in when the Dolphins go to Buffalo, what yeah. weekend that is. Yeah. Um, because I would definitely roll out to that. I would definitely fly yeah. up there and Obviously, now the CDC yeah. just came out with a, you know, thing saying, hey, you don't really need to wear your mask inside, outside, unless yeah. the local local establishments, whatever, tell you yeah. you need to wear it. So I, I think things are getting back on track, getting back to normal. Yeah. Having said that, that means traveling to away games, traveling to, yeah. mm. you know, different venues. Like, that's really on the horizon. Yeah. Um, I, I would definitely be interested in that trip. You know, if oh, anybody yeah. would be down to go yeah. that, I would definitely Those go mafia, to the Dolphins. Sounds, bro. Sounds well, like a good time, man. so like I'm from Rochester, right? So that's yeah. thirty. That's thirty minutes, you know, north of Buffalo. Yeah. But there's so much to do up there, right? Like you can go up there, you can go hit like an hour and a half, hit Niagara Falls. Yeah. You know, there's just different things. I that's why I go to road games, right? One yeah. thing for me, road games is what can I experience and what can I do other than being in South Florida? Yeah. You know, um, when we went out to Oklahoma in 2008, we hit the Oklahoma City Memorial. Like, like again, that's yeah. just something fun to do, right? Yeah. Now, it's not fun to do, but it's something to see, right? Um, we went to Tennessee. We kind of hit the Tennessee River. You know, Ooh. so there's all those things that, you know, when you go to different venues, yeah. you like to just check out different things. So I would definitely be down. I wonder what that game is, Bert. I should look so, real quick. So here's, here's what we got to do, though, if we go to that. First of all, I'll, I'll, I'll be pulling for the Bills if we go. So yeah. I'm going to leave that Never. on the table. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I got it. But we do still have to take the dude Solo D, right? Yeah. You know, because I know he loves to go to road games. And we got to take the man Dolphin Derek with us too, man. Yeah. I mean, I shoot. I would definitely be, be down for that. So Dolphins play week 17. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Week 17 against Buffalo. I mean, it's going to be cold. It's gonna be, yeah. It's going to be real cold, bro. Mm, no, yeah. wait. Is that, what was that last? Look, if you're going to a road game in Buffalo, though, bro, you, you can't go in the, you know, yeah. in, in September, man. You got to go when it's December. Yeah. And it's, and it's snowing and it's crazy and it's freezing cold yeah. out in that stadium. That's the way you got to go, man. Yeah. Go, Don't be you, scared. Do you see that, uh, our boy Dan Morgan got, uh, bro, yes. back to Carolina. Got back to Carolina. That broke my heart, man. I, that's one thing I loved about uh, cheering for the Bills is I had Dan Morgan up there, you know, and Ken, Ken Dorsey. Dorsey, you know, Frank Gore was up there for a while. Oh, Father Ed, Time, Ed Reed did a year there, you know, like yeah, just in yeah. the last five years, there's been plenty of canes. Like, you know, now Greg is up there and, yep. and uh, Jaquan. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. You guys so. remember Roscoe Parrish was up there. Kevin yep. Everett was up there. Oh. Willis McGahee was up there. Yep. Like you know, the list kind of goes on and on. Uh, let's see. Um, yep. 
So they're at home against Buffalo. Jordan, they're at home against Buffalo the second week of the season, September 20th. And then do, they're – when are they the Kansas play that weekend? I think that's the Michigan State Bro, weekend. January 3rd at Buffalo because it's 17 weeks this year, remember? So they get yeah. the extra week. January 3rd at Buffalo. Hmm. That's pretty interesting. Although, so what I'm thinking though is if it's do we is that Michigan State weekend and is that in Miami? It is. It is. So you that, got, that might be the week I'm coming down. Then I'll just see yeah. a Canes game, and, and then the I'll see the Bills Dolphins the next week or the run next it back. day. Yeah. In the words, in the words of Derek King, you're gonna run it back the next run day, it back, man. dude. Run it back, <laughs> Jordan. Jordan, how far are you from how far are you from Vegas? Six hour drive. Well, because I think we're trying to go up there for the to the Raiders game. We play yeah. the Raiders January uh, December twenty seventh, two Ooh. days. The problem though with me is depending on where Miami's bowl game. Yeah, you know if they're at a bowl game, it's going to be some. I, yeah. I would say, you know, somewhere in that vicinity. Yeah. But um, man, that might be that might be an interesting trip as well. So yeah, yeah we have man. to we have definitely have to plan on that. Man. So there's my favorite my favorite town to hit in Southern Utah. I, I go down there just because it's it's like sunny. Um, cause Southern Utah looks, it's the red rocks and it's sunny and it's desert, yeah, yeah. right? It looks way gotcha. different than Salt Lake. So, uh, during the winter, probably once a month, once every two months, I'll head down to a tiny, um, town just off of the interstate, um, in Southern Utah. And that's only an hour and 20 minutes from Vegas. So, you know, I'll just probably plan my trip around that. If you're heading out to Vegas, bro, bro. I mean, that's the plan. I mean, so Maria and I, we're, uh, we're leaving in two weeks. We're heading yeah. over to the Exumas gonna mm-hmm. go s- spend a week over in the Bahamas at like nice. a Sandals Resort and just yeah. kind of get some adult time, you know. Leave, yeah. leave. So Grayson now has a new nickname, Bird. I don't know if I even told you. <laughs> so I finally, I finally settled on a nickname. He's probably sleeping right now, but I would love for him to say it. So I always, again, he just he's like a little three and a half, you know. So we talk to him and yeah. like he's like, "What's your name, Grayson?" You know, but I always make sure that when I ask him his name, he says his middle name. I said Grayson, Grayson Kane, right? He's like Grayson Kane, and then he always says Co, right? He says Co is funny, like, Co. So I'm like, yeah. yeah, yes. So then we have this new nickname for him. So Bird, you ready? All right, let's bring it. G baby, plain and oh, simple. Jesus. So <laughs> I said G baby. So. <laughs> Is so he a today, rapper, bro? That's a, that's a bro, rapper. Yeah, name, that right? sounds like a rap name, dude. So I said, Grayson, and, and I've been working with him. I'm like, what's your nickname? G-Baby. And he laughed. G-Baby. <laughs> <laughs> dude, you got to give him some face tattoos, bro. Oh. <laughs> no, like, get him a shirt with the sleeves, man. Then he can look just bro. like you, bro. Yeah. That's I don't stuff. have any tattoos. But it's so funny when he says it because he laughs. <laughs> G-Baby. <laughs> that's great. But, you know, when, when kids are that little, you literally can just try to manipulate them any way you want to, right? <laughs> that's like, right. And that's the fun part. So, so J-Man, what else has been going on? How's the family business? Everything going good with that? Or It's good, man. It's, it's been keeping me very occupied lately, but it's, it's been all good. So it, it's, it's definitely one of those uh, types of businesses because, you know, I'm the only employee. It's just me and my dad that run it. And so it's very much a situation where – the amount of time and effort that we put in is exactly what we get out of it, right? Yeah, so, gotcha. so it's been good, man. I've I've been putting a lot of time and and focus on it, and it's been very rewarding. Are you guys big wrestling fans? Have you ever been big wrestling fans? When I was younger, like back in the late '90s, early 2000s, I was very invested in it. Like when 
it was the WCW NWO type stuff. Very oh. much into it. Oh man, you're, you're you're bringing like some some good memories. Yeah, you know, like the WCW, and then when NWA when Hogan went over there and like and they perched like Kevin Nash and all those yeah. guys. Um, Ramon, what was his name? Um, what was uh, the guy with the toothpick? Uh, oh, Razor Kevin Lynch. Reigns. No, no. Razor oh, yes. Ramon. Uh, Roman uh, Reigns. No, no, not Roman Reigns. Was it Kevin Nash? He had like the slick hair. Was it Hart, Bret Hart, or something? No, like that? Oh my gosh, no, who was I don't know. The, the founding members of the NWO? It was know, Kevin Nash. It was Kevin Nash, uh, Hulk Hogan. Um, oh gosh, who else was it? But I, you know, growing up, like I was a big Dusty Rhodes fan, like Barry yeah. Windham, you okay. know, you know, Blackjack Mulligan, like the yeah. Freebirds, the Von Erics. Um, I was a big, big wrestling fan. So yeah. the reason I, I bring that up is like recently, the last couple of weeks, I've been watching The Young Rock, mm-hmm. and what a phenomenal show! Yeah, um, I finally caught up on it. By the way, I know you're giving me crap for not not watching. Did he? Um, I don't think they had an episode uh, last last week because I missed it. Um, let me see something real quick. But he, you know, again, oh, so Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash. That's um, right. And then they had that little dude. Um, God, what was that little dude's name that was there? Uh, but yeah, so I was I was a big wrestling fan. You know, Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah. You know, Ricky, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. You know, the yep. Macho Man, uh, Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. Gosh, you know, dude, Macho Man. What an iconic character, man! Like, so they he, just do, so A A A and E is doing a great yeah. series right now in autobiographies, and they're doing. Um, like wanted treasures of the WWE. So what they're okay. doing is, so it started about three weeks ago, and yeah. their first autobiography was on Stone Cold Steve Austin. Cool, phenomenal. Like bro, just phenomenal yeah. autobiography and how he got involved in wrestling. Yeah. Second week was the Macho Man. Uh, last week I think was uh, Booker uh, Booker T. Right. Okay. Like so, it's it's an ongoing type thing with autobiographies, yeah. but then they're doing these most wanted treasures, right? So again, yeah. if you if you were into wrestling back then, um, so they wanted uh if you remember when The Undertaker uh was you know became really popular with The Undertaker when uh, Paul the Paul Bearer when he hit when he hit Undertaker over the head with an urn, they've been looking for this urn for like 20 years. Well, yeah. you know, again, they found it, but the guy wanted yeah. like 10 grand for it, you know, whatever the yeah. case may be. So it's pretty cool to go back and see they wanted uh, they found Kane's original mask, you know, when he debuted, yeah. um, you know, and certain things from Jerry to King Lawler they were looking for. So yeah. it's actually like, if you're a really like historian, like and you like to remember those type of things, like I, yeah. listen, wrestling's fake, right? I started yeah. going when I was like ten years old. Down yeah. in South Florida, there was this place called the uh, Sunrise Musical Theater. So my stepdad, uh, who's passed, you know, many many years now, um, straight biggest redneck, biggest wrestler, biggest bass fisherman you, yeah. you'll ever cool. see, right? So <laughs> that's what he did for a living. So he was a bass fishing guide. He made his own plastic worms in the garage, mm-hmm. and he was a repo driver. So you couldn't get more like uh, iconic, like redneckish than that, yeah. right? So, uh, but man, he was all into that wrestling, and like he would take me, and we would, you know, go to these wrestling matches. And back then, they would they would really interact with you and different things like that. And uh, yeah. Definitely miss those days, man. You know, every, everything now is all entertainment, you know. But back then yeah. as a kid, you know, we were so gullible and we were so like yep. 
blinded by the limelight. Like, look at that guy. Dude, oh my and, gosh. and wrestling is so good because, you know, obviously I have very limited experience of when I was um, into it. But they were so good at, like, storytelling, right? Like, the, the drama seemed so real um, that, like, dude, it was everything. You know, like, like I would go over to the, the neighbor kid's house, and, and my neighborhood was really tight back then. There was um, – I live on a cul-de-sac. It, my parents did. And then there was a street behind it. And all the kids from all those houses would kind of congregate, and there was probably 12 to 15 of us. And on Friday nights, man – there was one family where their parents were cool with us watching wrestling there. And we would oh. all go over to have a sleepover on big events. And like, <laughs> if, if you remember the most memorable one was we were really into Ray Mysterio jr. Oh yeah. With and the it, was, it was the night that Kevin Nash like pulled his mask off. Right. And I just to want do- to point out that I've never been more lost in a conversation than I am right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but carry yeah. on, please. Yeah. But you know, it was, it was that night where I don't, I don't think they actually showed his face, but Kevin Nash pulled his mask off or, you know, tried to power bomb him and he reversed it or whatever. And Bro, uh, dude, back then, that, like, you know, how many people wore masks back then. Yeah. And that was always the thing. Like yeah. get finally. And it always used to baffle me. Like, it's not hard to like just untie it and pull the mask off. They mm-hmm. would make it like this huge ordeal. Yeah. We would take like 10 minutes to finally get the mask off. I'm like, bro, yeah. you literally could take it off. Right. And then at some point in every, uh, in every event that, you know, they'd show sting up in the rafters and he'd bro, repel down the with best. a baseball bat. Oh yeah. One of my favorites cool. of all time. Like just yeah. when he went from like the colorful sting to like the, the black and white sting, yeah. That was the best. I mean, yeah. honestly, that literally was the best right there. So, yeah, <laughs> oh Dude, that's gosh. a walk down memory lane, man. I haven't thought about that in 15 years, man. Good lord, man. Yeah, well, sh- shoot, bird, you, you don't really get Ooh. into wrestling, huh? Dude, not, I mean, no, <laughs> I've heard of them and all that, but nerd, yeah, you guys have you guys have like <laughs> some deep stories here that I have no yeah. idea what the heck you're talking about. Yep. Wrestling. It was it was like real. when I tried it when I tried to bring rock music up to Co. and he was on the other end of the show like <laughs> like dude I can't rank these bands man I have no idea nah, what you're talking I have about. No idea. Yeah. I mean I'm still trying to remember the the band that Jordan told us about like oh like, dude yeah that's I had like no the, idea either. The jellyfish that. the jellyfish sucking toes or something I don't remember yeah. what it was. <laughs> no, it's ice, ice nine kills bro. Ice nine kills yeah. like right? jellyfish yeah. destroying. Hey, speaking of which, Co. they're from like Rochester as well, bro. They're, bro they're, you already know that, that's that's the hometown. Yeah, <laughs> we, push out, we push out good talent up there. That's right. That's right. Listen, I agree. Listen, I think I even know the area code. Like five eight five, baby. Come on, yeah. represent. That's <laughs> Only because my sister calls me from time to time. I know her area code. Yeah. So hey, I, I, you know, I know we're coming up on the end here. I want to make sure I got a couple shout outs in. I know we called it out earlier, but shout out to the dude, my favorite Florida Gator of all time, Udonis Haslam, for getting in the game tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yo, the heat, the heat, the heat. Twitter account. Yeah, he got ejected three minutes in, and they like the heat Twitter account put in, uh, you know, his per thirty-six minute average, like forty-eight points, (laughs) a thousand percent from the field, and like twelve rebounds, man. So, shout out to uh, to UD for making it happen, and also shout out to uh, you know, the guy who's probably about to get his Twitter account banned again because of what he treated at Joel Joel Embiid, but uh, our boy Petrie. Uh, happy birthday to him today! So, uh, if you guys get a chance, go dude, look at that one. It's still up before he before he gets uh, before he gets banned. It's definitely I not. I gotta uh, look that up, dude. Yeah, it's, it's, 
Petri, he's, I'm, I'm like, I told him, I said, man, you're about to get that account banned again, man. In like three, two, one. Yep. <laughs> oh, my word. Yeah, it's definitely been a good show, man. So listen, yeah. Jay, man, thanks for popping on with us. I know Marsh has some technical difficulties. Yep. Uh, great show, man. Great show. Uh, listen, man, anytime you want to hop back on, man, let me know. And uh, we'll definitely, sure. uh, next time we have Q on, we'll, we'll get you on talks. Oh, we got to so. have those two together, man. Well, yeah. let's try to do it again soon, man. This is fun. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just. I, I didn't realize how much I missed you guys until I came back on. So, uh, no doubt. We got, but listen, <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into the Kang Gang Radio Show. I hope you guys enjoyed a two hour show. Hope to see you guys and listen to you guys next week. Appreciate y'all. As always, we rocking that orange and green, baby. Go Kangs. Go Kangs. Kang Gang. Okay. The views and opinions expressed on Kane Gang are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.